Hi, I'm Tony Kramer with RDO Equipment Company. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Agriculture Technology Podcast. Every day there are phenomenal advancements being made in the field of agriculture technology. RDO Equipment Company is a leader in agriculture equipment and precision agriculture technology and is here with industry experts bringing the latest news and information from RDO and John Deere. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This is episode number 128, and this is another episode of Jake and Tony Talk. Yes, that's right. We gave it a name, Jake and Tony Talk. Now, the one thing you may be asking yourself, Jake, is what do Jake and Tony talk about? We talk about everything. Everything. So, (laughs) Jake and Tony Talk Agriculture Technology, Jake and Tony Talk Equipment, Jake and Tony Talk Data. Um, This is just a very... Uh, open platform on what Jake and I throw back and forth. Uh, so if you have any ideas, things you would like to uh, listen about uh, or have us talk about, uh, shoot us a message. Uh, this episode is actually a, kind of a listener request in, in a way, so uh, we'll get into that. But before we dive into the show, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. You can subscribe to the show on the many podcasting apps that we're streaming this out to, such as Apple's podcast app. We have it on Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, as well as many others. While you're out there, drop us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Lastly, make sure to follow RDO Equipment Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and catch all of the latest videos on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at RDO Tony K, and you can follow Jake on Twitter at Jacob M. So, oh, geez, whoa, at RDO Jacob M. At Did I get that R- right? Do not forget the yeah. RDO, Woo! the at RDO Jacob M. <laughs> Now, with that, let's yeah. dive into this show, Jake. Yep. So like I said earlier, the, this is kind of a listener request. Um, we, we had a listener message us uh, asking us to talk about uh, rate controllers in regards to planters. So utilizing a rate controller, uh, maybe you're, you're using it to control row clutches. Maybe you're using it to do uh, uh, liquid fertilizer systems on that planter. But uh, we wanted to kind of dive in on not only uh, the question that this listener is asking about uh, an economical or, or a, a feasible way of controlling multiple things on a planter, but we also wanted to dive a little bit just on rate controllers in general because we know there's a lot of options out there in the market. Um, John Deere alone has uh, two different options. So there's a number of different things that can be done. Before we talk about those rate controllers, pre-rate controller days, Jake. Yep. So we have sort of generic fertilizer, generic pumping systems, I guess you could call them. Not even necessarily fertilizer. That yeah. It's a simple on-off switch. Right. It's a pressurized system. Yep. We're orificing our valves. Yep. Very simple, very basic. The next step up from that is is uh, something a lot of people are familiar with is like a Raven 450 That's monitor. Right. So it's a, a very basic um, kind of a pre-current day rate controller, I guess you could call it. Yeah, you um, could, yeah. It's a, a system that controls rate, um, just not to the level of current rate controllers. Now, we get into rate controllers of the current day, 
And there's a lot of different ones out there. Again, John Deere has two different ones. Um, Raven makes a rate controller. There's numerous other companies that make rate controllers. Now, Jake, from an agronomic perspective, yep. what are the benefits of running a, a more automated rate controller? So say a, a Green Star rate controller. Yeah. What are the benefits of moving to that versus using a, a simple on-off switch regulated with pressure? Right. So, you know, you, you alluded to this history and, and it, you know, go figure. We were literally cleaning out the trailer today, which had a whole bunch of old relics from, um, you know, even the last 10 years of AMS technology in in the John Deere space. And so I broke out, uh, I found this flash drive. We had no idea it was on this flash drive. And luckily the, the passcode to the flash drive was written on it back in the good old day when you could, you know, get away with that. So I punched that in because it was written right there on the stick and it had the history of spraying. And, and this ties 100% into rate controllers. I mean, we, it doesn't just have to be liquid fertilizer systems or dry systems on a, on a planter or an air seeder. I mean, this, this is very much the exact same concept that we've been, you know, looking at any kind of liquid application or anhydrous application over the course of the last, say, 50 years. Because really, a lot of this came in the last 50 to 60 years um, as we've evolved in kind of the agronomy space is, has really taken foothold. And even the last 20 to 30 years where, you know, GPS um, has a much more commonplace on the farm. You know, so what a, what a rate controller, dry or liquid, because like you said, there's a number of different forms, a number of different ways, and some of them have the ability to do both, which we'll touch on here in a minute. But, um, you know, some of it will offer that simultaneous control of multiple products. Uh, it, it will kind of automate that rate control so you can put in a flat rate and it will control the system. It will increase, decrease pressures um, and make sure that the, you know, based on the orifice size, uh, at least that you tell it that you have, because most, if not all systems are, are not smart enough to know for themselves what size orifice you have. You actually have to punch that in. So a little bit of math on the backside you have to do, but you know, it's going to have uh, the ability to give you a much more consistent flow rate, a much more consistent application. Um, like I said, liquid or dry. Uh, one of the things, and it gets me really excited too, where, uh, where, you know, Tony and I talk and we talk tech, we talk data, is this really enables us to document those passes. You know, the liquid fertilizer pass is just as important as the uh, co-op going out and spreading dry, or if you are, you know, going to do some in-season nitrogen uh, applications. You know, those base rates need to be documented, documented within the field so then you know exactly what you need to build up too if you're trying to target a certain point especially for some of those um you know depending on what you're putting in there there's there's a pretty sizable credit of nitrogen or a pretty sizable credit of some of those other micronutrients that come from those liquid fertilizers that we apply as starter um and then that actually goes into the equation too so so having that field documentation that year to year if you see an issue out there maybe you can then see that hey i had a problem in this area i wasn't getting the full rate uh, also having the ability to do prescription based um, application that's really really important um, it's something that i, I think that we kind of go back and forth as to whether or not uh, we've actually evolved and you know we're doing a lot more prescription based but uh, that's certainly, I think, what a lot of people think about is that 
consistent rate control, the documentation, and prescriptions from an agronomic perspective. So I, you brought up a couple thoughts in my head as you were talking there, Jake. So initially you talk about the using a rate controller to almost automate. So one of the things, and I, this actually kind of got brought up a couple episodes ago um, when I had Terry Locker on. We were talking auto track turn automation. Rate controllers that today, current rate controllers, late model rate controllers, whatever you want to refer to them as, you could almost consider that a form of automated farming. Yes. Because it, it controls your rate of course, based on certain parameters, based on your orifice or your your tubing, whatever you're using to kind of control the flow there. But the rate controller is really what's controlling that flow. You you go slower, it slows down. You go faster, it goes faster. So we a lot of times we think about autonomous farming or automated farming, and we immediately go to the future of the the driverless tractor or whatever it may be. But there are so many components today that truly are autonomous farming. It's happening. It's here. It's been happening for, for a number of years. We just like to think more into the future when we think about it. Now, the next thing that, that I thought about when you said documentation. So it it always surprises me when I talk fertilizer, I talk planter fertilizer with a customer and they say, well, yeah, I just use a flat rate, three and a half gallons of pop-up starter, whatever you want to call it. I just use three and a half gallons and it's not a big deal. Well, the more you think about it, it really is a big deal because like you said, the number of of nutrient credits that, that are there, but you're also paying for those inputs so why not make sure we're putting those inputs down properly rather than just kind of willy-nilly oh yeah i'll set it for 40 pounds of pressure and turn it on and turn it off we have the technology we have the ability to better better automate this we have the ability to better control this so let's utilize this technology in our favor to maybe control input costs. Oh, absolutely. Or to maybe um, make sure we're putting down the right rate. We're not over-applying. We're not under-applying. Even if you are putting down the three and a half gallons and that's that's all it is and you don't really care about it, let's make sure we're getting the three and a half gallons down where we want. And then it takes it to a whole nother level when you talk map-based prescriptions, um, being able to increase or decrease on, um, maybe we're going to decrease a little bit on a sandy hilltop, but then we're going to increase a little bit down in those those bottom honey holes. Uh, whatever it may be, rate controllers give us that ability. Yeah, and, and it, it also kind of changes a little bit of the vocabulary because, you know, it's it's not as simple as, simple as saying, well, it's, it's a basic generic starter because everybody knows there's hundreds of different variations of starter fertilizer you could get everywhere from a triple nickel to i mean every single co-op under the sun or every single input provider under the sun has a name for their special blends that they have together you have corn starters specifically made for corn uh you know you have really really low nitrogen high phos you have ones with all kinds of micronutrients and now you know when we're not only just documenting that but we're not just documenting you know, five gallons per acre. We're now documenting how much NP and K 
you know, you can now have a prescription for your nitrogen, for your phosphate, for your sulfur, so, you know, for your potassium built right into, you know, that machine. And we're documenting not just by a quote unquote product in terms of, you know, a flat rate product. We're talking about it in terms of we're documenting our nitrogen um, inputs. And and it really just it changes. I think it, it really makes us a little bit more. Uh, cognizant of of where those purchases are going. I mean, it's not nearly as important, you know. Obviously, fertilizer markets just like grain markets they they go up, they go down. Um, and every day that you know, every day that occurs, we we will look back on it and say, well, that was a really good day, or that was a really bad day, or it was just kind of a you know not very exciting day. We you know things only moved a quarter of a cent here, a half cent there. But when 10340 spiked about 10 years ago when we were talking 1200 bucks a ton. You better believe that you not only were making sure that you accounted for it at the co-op, but you wanted to know exactly where that thing went in the ground. And you were picking and choosing which fields were going to get more of it if you're going to go a 10-gallon rate. And then we saw a lot of guys cutting it back where they were typically a 10 to 12-gallon guy. Now, this year, it's it's just not in the cards. We're going to go five here. We're going to go seven here. And so things like this, that really can help us to um, document the story and to learn from past experiences. Because we may learn that, you know, we didn't really lose a lot there. That can actually help us to go back and say, you know, remember five years ago, we only put five gallons of starter on. And we grew some of the best corn we did. Um, or, or, or really, it was a pretty above average year. Uh, comparatively, well, you know, maybe that's a way that we can find some savings, you know, and rate controllers really help us to do that, not just on the, the fertilizer side, but on a number of other inputs too. And that is a very good point. And I'm going to pull a card out of the uh, John Deere deck here. Every pass counts. Documentation of every single pass makes a difference. It's not just documenting our yield anymore. We want to make sure that we're documenting our planting, our fertilizer application while planting. Maybe it's our fertilizer application pre-plant, or it's our burndown pre-plant, or it's our in-season application of nutrients or our crop protection plan. Whatever we're doing, documenting every one of those passes can help us make better educated decisions year to year. Now, stepping aside from the benefits of the documentation, utilizing it to make decisions, this is also going to automate a lot of manual processes, correct? Oh, absolutely it will. I mean, when we, we kind of think about, when we lift that planter, that's one of the functions. You add, you know, height sensors where, hey, guess what? The rate controller is also going to know to shut off once that planter senses a, a change in, 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 a, in the rising or the falling of the planter. You know, now we don't have to go reach for the reach for the pump and slamming on the floorboard and all this. Like, you know, we can just do one simple detent or one, you know, simple lift. And, oh, well, you know, we've shut everything off. We've documented everything as we've needed to have. And and, and also adds things like section control where you go into those headlands um, and, a lot of those processes, like we, like you said, that automation is is really critical. If you're doing that with seed, you better believe you should be doing that with your fertilizer. And that's exactly, that was the next thing I was going to bring up is a section control. Being able to control your fertilizer so we're not 
over applying or we're not we're not wasting fertilizer i know when you're only putting down five gallons you're probably not over applying but we're not wasting it we're not putting it where we've already put down that five gallon pass so being able to take advantage of the documentation taking advantage of the automation of you lift your planter the fertilizer shuts off you put your planter down the fertilizer turns on and then the section control, it all wraps into one. Um, a lot of these major benefits of using a rate controller to control fertilizer on a planter. Now, you and I both know, and this is a conversation for a different day, rate controllers have so many more functions. Um, it's not just fertilizer on planters. It's uh, pull type sprayers, or uh, we have the Green Star rate controller dry that can do dry products. So whether you're doing a, a strip till application or you're doing some sort of a granular application, numerous, numerous different applications. But again, that is a very long conversation for a different day. Today, we want to kind of focus in on for, or, uh, fertilizer for planters. So fertilizer application on a planter, whether it be in furrow, two by two, um, whatever that application may be. So that being said, John Deere offers two different rate controllers those being the Green Star Rate Controller and the Rate Controller 2000. Now, Jake, there's a couple differences between these two rate controllers, correct? Oh, absolutely. Very big differences. And also, not just to even add uh, more to it, with the Green Star Rate Controllers, there's a liquid and a dry. Because there's, there's Green Star Rate Controller that would be a regular just Green Star Rate Controller, and the other one is literally called dry. It's looks exactly the same just has a sticker that says dry <laughs> yep. right on the face of it um and then you have the 2000 the 2000 really it's almost like buying two rate controllers it, it, it's the simplest way to say it obviously it does a heck of a lot more than that but it, it allows you to control both a liquid and a dry system or depending on how you configure it could be multiple systems multiple liquid systems multiple dry systems but allows you to control them simultaneously with one rate controller instead of having now two systems that you're trying to daisy chain together and helping the tractor process that on top of you know executing the in cab functions you're already doing making sure that those two rate controllers are talking appropriately uh you know the rate controller 2000 opens up a lot of really great opportunities to run multiple products like uh, like you were talking. And that really is the, the Rate Controller 2000 in a nutshell. And the reason that it came to be is with the Green Star Rate Controller, Green Star Rate Controller Dry, the only way we had the capability of multiple products was by daisy chaining or piggybacking rate controllers together. So you would put one rate controller, Green Star Rate Controller on, then you'd plug in a second Green Star Rate Controller for your second product and a third Green Star Rate Controller for your third product, which still can be done today. Um, there is nothing wrong with it. Uh, the Green Star rate controllers, we know there's a lot of uses, a lot of uh, uh, good uses for those. So that can still be done today. In comes the rate controller 2000. It gives us the ability to do a few more of those functions with one controller. So whether you're trying to do, like you mentioned, Jake, a, a dry product and a liquid product or a couple different liquid products or whatever it may be. Now, one thing I will say to kind of cover our bases here, please work with your local John Deere dealership or uh, if RDO is that dealership, 
work with your John Deere dealership to figure out what you need and what the best solution is for you. So we're going to, a couple minutes here, we're going to dive into the specific question that got asked by the listener that requested this. And it really comes down to specific situations. Um, there is no one one shoe fits everything. Um, that's always my, my favorite, uh, a hat that you get that says one size fits most. Well, sorry, but when it comes to rake controllers, it comes to planters, every planter is different. Every uh, uh, fertilizer system is different. So we want to make sure that you're getting the proper system for your specific scenario. So um, please uh, work with your local John Deere dealership to figure out what's what solution best fits your needs. So the question that was asked, Jake, the listener sent us a message and said, you know, can you talk about the most efficient or economical way? Sounds like they're running three different liquid systems. Sure. Plus they're running row clutches of some sort. Now, again, mm. um, every planter is a little bit different. So uh, this just happens to be the the scenario that we're going to play off of. Yep. Um, and thank you to the listener that uh, sent this in. Uh, again, if anybody else has any ideas, please message us, let us know, and we can bring them up on the show. So here's how I would play it out, Jake, um, with this specific customer. Now, we talked about uh, taking rate controller, Green Star rate controller, the yep. liquid Green Star rate controller. Right. And we could essentially daisy chain or piggyback four of those rate controllers on top of each other. Yeah. And absolutely. each rate controller, the first rate controller would control your row clutches. Yep. You'd set that up as a planter. Right. And then the next three rate controllers, each one would be controlling a different liquid system. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes that capable is if you have three different pumps, you have three different control valves, uh, you truly have three different systems. Now, if you're just talking about three products that are all running through one pump, that we don't have the capability to do that because we are just controlling the pump and the uh, control valve, whether that be a a PWM valve or a fast Mm -hmm. close, whatever it may be. Now, that's one way to do it. If you had a bunch of Green Star rate controllers laying around, you wanted to use them up. The other way to do it would be the rate controller 2000. So we still need an individual rate controller to control the planter. So whether you have a liquid rate controller or you have a rate controller 2000, both of those controllers only have the ability to control a planter if it is set up like a planter. So that's one of the kickers is no matter what, no matter how we do this, we're going to need more than one controller. Right. But with these three liquid products that this customer is using, what we can do is we can utilize a Green Star Rate Controller liquid and a Rate Controller 2000 we set that rate controller 2000 up as a generic tool. So yep. we don't want to set it up as a, a pull type sprayer. We don't want to set it up as a planter. We don't want to set it up as a fertilizer tool. We want to set it up as a generic tool that will give us the ability to run each liquid product separately all through the one controller. 
lot more efficient than stacking four. But yep. again, if you have rate controllers laying around, you want to use them. That's always going to be more um, stacking them. You know, the yeah. the rate controller two thousand is yep. about twice the price of yeah. a, a Green Star rate controller liquid. So keep right. that in mind too. Yep. Um, but again, there's lots of different scenarios, lots of different ways to to do this type of stuff. So. To answer this listener's question, um, there are Green Star rate controller solutions or rate controller 2000 solutions to to uh, get those on your planter, automate the system, document. Jake, you talked a lot about the yep. documentation of it. You could be documenting each Correct. one of these products, um, definitely making use of the, the technology and the tools that are here and that we have today. Um, of course it's all, it all costs money. It's all an investment, but, uh, you, you talk about potential cost savings. You talk about the, uh, the automated system or the, the, um, turning on and off and things like that. It's all, it's all there. So the other thing before we go that I wanted to talk about Jake is the uniqueness behind the new planters. So back a few episodes ago, we had talked about, and I can tell you exactly what episode it was, episode 123. You and I talked about a new product John Deere released called Exact Rate. Oh yeah. Yep. Now Exact Rate is a fertilizer system that comes from the factory. Now, does that mean my planter is coming with a, a rate controller mounted on it from the factory? Essentially, yes. The The cool thing about rate controllers now and John Deere, um, with the John Deere uh, Rate Controller 2000, that's kind of the your aftermarket type of uh, offering, I guess you could say. Because you notice throughout the entire discussion, we never said... Um, John Deere planters only. We never said John Deere row units only. We never talked about John Deere fertilizer systems only. That that really, that John Deere rate controller 2000 can go across OEMs like crazy. Um, it, 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 we actually have used, used it on a number of different brands from Montag, Case, Deere, um, Precision Planting. Uh, so, you know, we use that to control Surefire systems, uh, you name it. So it's... That's really the, the cool, versatile things of rate controllers is they allow you to, you know, document across brands, I guess. it's it, They don't really have a preference. Obviously, they work nicer with other systems than others, have activations. They work better uh, with certain branded displays, et cetera, et cetera. But again, like you said, working with your local dealer will help to navigate you in the right direction so that you don't just say, oh yeah, Jake and Tony were talking about the rate controller 2000. I need at least two of those. Um, it may not be the right fit, but, uh, back to exact rate. Yeah. So John Deere and, and they've seen, you've seen this no doubt across a number of machines. Uh, we see it on the combines, we see it on the tractors, we see it on the planners. Um, they've switched to what is called a Mecca style controller. Um, and I won't get too deep in the weeds about what what all that entails. But a Mecca controller is a generic controller. It's blank. It has no brains. It knows nothing. All it says is you have X amount of inputs and X amount of output, and we can do this with it. What Deere does is they essentially write software 
to control a number of units or a number of different processes with the exact same shell. It literally, you could look at your, your combine, your tractor, your sprayer, and you'll literally find the exact same controller, um, the same mecha style controller, whether it be a small M50 controller all the way up to a, you know, a Mecha M9000 controller, the really super big ones, um, look a lot like an MTG. That's kind of what the Mecha style controllers look like. Uh, essentially, those are what are allowing systems like ExactRate to function off of just one connection to the tractor, one connection to the CAN bus system. We can run a multiple, multiple units or multiple processes at the exact same time. And so... It's not necessarily, it's it's very much the same concept. It's very much the exact same process going on, but it's also a very, very specialized process. And because of the nature of the tools that it's working on and because of the system that it's built to work within, they can kind of unapologetically say, yep, this is literally the only thing that this thing can do. So don't be thinking that if, you're, if your neighbor happens to, you know, wreck half of his uh, uh, exact rate planner is, a, you know, a DB planner and and it has exact rate I'm just going to go swipe that controller because I can run both the planner and I can run the fertilizer system off the same controller it unfortunately doesn't work quite the same way as a John Deere rate controller 2000 does so uh, I'll take that uh, <laughs> take that for what it's worth I suppose and that's really the kind of why I wanted you to talk about that, Jake, is the fact that it's it's not a universal controller, but it comes on the planter, and that's what's going to control uh, exact rate. So we're not running it generically through a rate controller, Green Star Rate Controller, Rate Controller 2000. Now, the cool part is you can still put a rate controller onto that planter to maybe control another liquid system or whatever it may be. So there's there's a lot of a lot more neat things coming down the road um, with with John Deere and using the controllers that they do, the way that they can be programmed, everything like that. So um, yeah, there, there's a lot of different options, a lot of different solutions out there. Um, we all see it. Again, there's there's no two planters the same, no two liquid fertilizer systems the same. And thank you for uh, also touching on the the universal aspect of the Green Star Rate Controller, uh, Rate Controller 2000. There is a lot of uh, universality. Univer there's a universal aspect a, yeah, to, yeah. to utilizing these rate controllers <laughs> so it's not just john deere um it will be john deere specific when it comes to displays but uh, as far as planters or, or tractors things like that uh, it's very open so um with that jake this episode got a little bit longer than what we like to with our uh, our episodes but um Hopefully, uh, this was good information. Um, again, thank you to the listener that gave us this idea to talk about planters and rate controllers. Uh, if anybody else out there has any questions or curiosities about specific technologies, equipment, uh, anything we could potentially talk about here, uh, let us know. Um, shoot me a message at RDO Tony K on Twitter, or you can talk to Jake. At RDO Jacob M. I got it right this time. The yeah, first you got time. it right. There we yeah. go. So with that, thanks, Jake, for sitting down again, talking some more. Uh, I guess this time it was kind of tech and equipment. So yeah. we got two birds with one stone. So, um, yeah, with that, we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. 
Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. If you have questions about the technology and products discussed, or have ideas about future episodes, please leave them in the comments below. You can also subscribe to RDO's YouTube channel and be in the know about each episode, or tune in on any streaming service. Thanks again for listening.